Welcome to Chief Digital Heroes, where we celebrate those who lead the charge on all things digital transformation at the world's most innovative banks and financial institutions. Here's your host, Matthew Van Niekerk, CEO and founder of Settlement. Now, let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of Chief Digital Heroes. Today, I'm speaking with Theodorus Papadopoulos. Theodorus, thanks a lot for having a chat with me today and looking forward to our conversation. It is a pleasure, Matthew. Thank you for inviting me. I'd like to get to know and let our audience get to know you a little bit better. Can you tell us a bit about your background and what inspired you to become a Chief Digital Officer? Yeah, I think I have a bit of a vast background uh, because I have worked in different industries throughout all these years. Actually, I have started my career in pharmaceuticals. I moved to travel and tourism. I used to work for Booking.com, the headquarters in the Netherlands, and then I ended up in banking, actually. It wasn't really, to be fair, a very targeted you know, career direction at that time. It just happened. But once I stepped into that world, I really loved it. So just to reply to your question, I wasn't really inspired at the first place, you know, or let's say targeted to work within the banking industry or the financial services that came, um, you know, along the way. So that click happened, you know, once I started working for a bank in Greece, when I, I was called in to establish the UX, uh, the user experience uh, function within the organization. At that time, it didn't exist. And um, yes, this is how my journey in banking started eight years ago, if I'm not mistaken. If my members serves me right. That, that's that's quite a path uh, into a banking role and, and in, as the, the chief digital officer at a bank. I suppose that gives you a kind of a unique perspective on the role of um, the chief digital officer. Are there things that you learned from the travel tourism sector or from the pharma sector that you think have been, give you a unique perspective on how to do the job of the chief digital officer? Yeah, I do think it does make a difference and does make a huge impact if you have been exposed to different industries. And let's say, let's be very frank here, the whole inspiration, the innovative ideas usually come outside of banking. So what happens is that technology is moving, the new technologies are introduced, and then we see the adoption in banking is coming slightly at a later stage. So definitely, I do believe that, yes, uh, this experience has helped me in order to have a different understanding or see things through different lenses, let's put it like this. Um, And not forget that when it comes to travel, this is something we need to take into consideration, that it's always a case study because being in the travel industry, it is all about the experience you create for the guest. And this is something that I'm trying with my teams at Bango Valletta to apply as well. We are focusing a lot on the experience and uh, what would be the end state that will offer something to our unique customers. Yeah, excellent. Well, very interesting. And with that, and with work your team and, and uh, the work you're doing at the Bank of Valletta, what does a typical day look like for you as the, the chief digital officer? Especially given your kind of human-centric leadership style, like what, what does a typical day look like for you? There's no typical day. <laughs> Every day is different. <laughs> I'll have to admit that. And this is actually what makes it very, very interesting and beautiful because every day you're going to face new challenges. Some uh, standard parts of my routine is to have um, every morning a meeting with my direct reports, with my close associates, in order to align on our priorities, 
and to track uh, progress uh, on the projects we are working on. My day is usually full of meetings. I always have an open-door policy, and I like to meet uh, everyone from uh, from the teams. No okay. personal time, not a lot of personal time, but still, you know, that uh, it's so rewarding because we are doing so many things in order to move the bank forward and to try to drive the bank towards its digitalization uh, journey, which honestly keeps me very, very excited. Right. Excellent. Yeah. And I understand you also took on some additional responsibilities in the area of transformation. Yes, I did take some further responsibilities about transformation of the entire bank. However, we recently appointed a new colleague who will be taking over this area. Right. That will be uh, focusing solely on digital, which initially I was intended to. Understood. Yeah, yeah. All right. And how would you summarize the state of digital transformation at your, your bank today? I have to say that I believe a lot of things. We have been working very, very hard over the last two years in order to design a feasible and tangible strategy that involves all our digital assets by reintroducing our digital offering. So there are several projects that they are in motion at this stage, mainly our uh, internet and mobile banking. This is something that we are changing. And by Q1 2024, we're introducing a top-class new mobile app for our customers. The one we have, it has served us quite well along the way, but it is time in order to enhance our offering. We are uh, introducing a new website, a new BOB website uh, by the end of this year. By the end of September, we will be live with a brand new website that has been designed. And this is something that I would like really to mention by our customers, meaning that we have done an extensive discovery phase work that we went to our customers, uh, we went to our competitors, we went to different banks in Europe. We tried to understand the landscape, we tried to map all their aspirations, and we came up with a design framework that is tailor-made based on our customer needs. So the new website will be based and built on uh, life stages and will address each life stage of our, uh, of our customers. So it's going to be a game changer in the market, definitely. Recently, a few weeks back, uh, we introduced a new intranet uh, for our employees because we want to enforce a space of collaboration and bring them all together and also create a unified system where they can uh, access all the systems that they are they need in order to, to perform their, uh, their activities. We have introduced last year an online portal uh, where someone can request a home loan uh, fully digitally. And we have also launched a new appointment, a new online appointment system where we give the flexibility to our customers to do everything from the convenience of, um, of their phone or, uh, or their computer. Still, obviously, there is a long way to go, but uh, given on the metrics we are monitoring, once we introduce something new, it seems that we are uh, on the right track. All right. Well, that, that's really interesting. Uh, you mentioned about something that I, I was a banker in my in a previous life. And I worked for about ten years in financial services, and you know it was it was an interesting period. A lot of learning, development, and growth uh, in the context of supporting digital efforts at the bank. But what I wanted to ask you about, and kind of double click on, uh, you mentioned about within your your approach or the approach of the bank. There's kind of a, I would say, like a digital transformation going on internally in parallel towards clients. So. And that's an interesting thing because I remember back in my days at the bank, we were trying to launch really new cutting edge uh, technologies for customers. 
but quite often the systems we use internally were very antiquated. So it can lead to a mismatch in your expectations uh, from a digital perspective. If you're, you know, you want to build great stuff for the public, but you're kind of used to, let's say, a less than ideal digital experience internally. Was that a deliberate choice or part of the strategy? And maybe you can elaborate a bit on it. Yes, just to reply to that, it was definitely part of the strategy. I always think that in order to be able to give a valid and meaningful digital offering to your customer, you need to start first with your employees. Because these are your advocates, right? Let's face it. So it was a targeted choice to start from an internal, let's say, digital transformation on parallel, obviously, but with what we are building uh, for our customer base. And we haven't done only that. We did different things as well. We tried to bring employees in the center of our design process. To give an example about the intranet, again, it wasn't an intranet or the elements of that new intranet that has been chosen by a close team of three or four people. We have involved all our, or all our employees. We have sent a questionnaire. We try to ask to understand, basically, their expectations from a new intranet. What do they expect to see there, right? What mm -hmm. kind of communication channels do they envisage in order to be able to perform better? What is missing, right? So we tried to bridge the gap with a new intranet. So we have, in the meantime, we have also created a digital online community within the organization. We call this community Gen POV like Generation POV. So voluntarily, a big percentage of our total headcount uh, has opted in voluntarily. So we use that pool of colleagues in order to test all our products. And what we are building, we are performing UX tests, we are having uh, panel interviews in order to understand what we have designed, if it's on the right track, and meets the expectations of our customers. Specifically, if I can uh, talk about the internet, the logo, even the name of the internet, has been chosen solely from uh, our uh, unique uh, employees. Well, that's I see an underlying theme emerging here when you talked about the state of uh, digital transformation of the bank. You talked about, it was a great tagline, it's designed by our customers. That's fantastic. And I think that, and what I hear now is also for the internal side, it's also designed by the employees. So I think exactly. it seems to be a, a common theme. Yeah. And Let's face it, if we see other banks, basically the legacy banks, at least in Europe, right, uh, that they have been working with the water scholar approach, the time to market was, you know, so huge. So for the time you have designed something, by the time you have implemented it, by the time you have offered this to the customers or the employees, most of the times, or let's say have been instances in banks across Europe that it was irrelevant, right? So yeah. we tried to make things relevant and meaningful. And we tried actually, you know, to think as users ourselves. That's why as a bank, we took strategically the decision to invest a lot when it comes to the UX, the user experience, and overall to the customer experience. So we have created, a, let's say, very, very strong team, I would say, with web designers, UX specialists, customer experience professionals that we try to create an ecosystem, starting obviously from our internal capabilities and then offering to our unique uh, customers. So we try to build an ecosystem where we try actually to join the dots between all the different elements. But the core of this is the experience, even if it's an online or an offline experience. 
Yeah, thanks for that. And I guess in your role, you must be looking and keeping an eye on a lot of different technologies. So whether, whether we talk about, uh, but these days, everything's about AI and machine learning, also like uh, quantum computing, blockchain, you name it. That's part of the game. Yeah, that's and, part of the game. We need to stay relevant, but we also have to stay realistic as well, right? Yeah. Stay relevant, but stay realistic. That's a good, yes. good tagline as well. <laughs> yeah, because you can't go from zero to 100, you know, <laughs> overnight. You need to take the right steps. But yes, we do monitor uh, new technologies. We test also new technologies. We try to understand what's the value that something new can really bring to the table. Yeah, and when so looking at uh, kind of scanning technologies, testing them out, are there particular technologies that you get personally excited about? And what would those be? And maybe you can elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah, probably. I'm, I will not be, you know, the only one or unique in that, uh, in that perspective, but definitely artificial intelligence is something that really, you know, has my attention. And I'm always trying, you know, to understand what would be the real opportunities there, right? I'm interested to see it from an opportunities perspective rather than a threat, because, you know, there are different opinions when it comes to, to artificial intelligence. So definitely, yes, artificial intelligence, it is an area that I would like to understand how we can add value to our customers. There are definitely lots of opportunities for us as a bank, even, you know, for monitoring uh, activities when it comes to financial crime, right? even in the area of fraud, but even in, in other areas, I would like really to understand what artificial intelligence can really do or how can be of an added value to our employees as well in order to do their job in a more efficient and probably faster way as well. Even yeah. though I'm aware about all the complaints that you know, jobs might be lost and so on, I'm not really in agreement with uh, this kind of statements. I think it's more of an opportunity. Actually, I recently had uh, a discussion about that topic, and one of our employees was claiming that, you know, artificial intelligence is here to take over our jobs, etc. And potentially we will all be replaced and so on. But my point here is that you will not really be replaced by artificial intelligence. I don't think this is the case. You will probably be replaced by someone who knows how to use artificial intelligence, right? So it is also an opportunity for someone to upskill, to learn a new skill or new skills, let's say, to be more competitive, but not apparently competitive. I don't really like this word, but more up-to-date. Let's put it like this. So yes, artificial intelligence, uh, long story short, takes a lot of my attention. I think we can do a lot of things in that space by benefiting both the organization and our employees. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th I think you, you raised a really great point uh, on the debate or the, the people that are afraid of new technologies versus those that are embracing them uh, to see how they can um, enhance skill help. And, and uh, well, I've, I've talked to a couple of other uh, other banks uh, on, on the topic and kind of a theme that I see emerging is, is quite often, especially for developers, engineers, analysts, they get kind of bogged down with things like uh, core bank migrations, the core banking system migrations. And and I think um, what I'm seeing or hearing from a number of people in the sector is that being able to provide the opportunity to develop the skills around AI, machine learning, or blockchain or other things to you know, top talent, this can actually be part of a retention strategy. So it's the real battle to find and retain a top talent. And so the message I was I'm seeing is that uh, for, for banks that want to 
that have a digital agenda, quite often it's it's a mechanism or part of the retention strategy to make sure that they keep the top talent. True, true. Yeah. Now, I'm just going to maybe um, for people that are looking at in their career and, and thinking like a, a chief digital officer might be a career ambition they have. Okay, you came into it kind of organically, I would say, as you explained at the beginning. But what do you think are the, the top skills that someone needs to have to be an effective chief digital officer? That's a very nice question. I think it's a set of skills and a set of competencies that someone uh, needs to have. However, at least in my views, the most, most important is to be, let's say, an entrepreneurial innovator. And by entrepreneurs, usually, you know, we have in mind people that they have their own startups, that they established a new company, a new idea, something new. But in my views, an entrepreneurial innovator mindset is always someone who is thinking how to bring more value to the table. And usually you bring more value to the table once you experiment and once you do things differently, right? But have a certain way of doing things. Traditionally, they have been successful. We all know the trick here, right? I think what someone needs to see is like how you can do things differently, right? Because if we want to have a different outcome, we should do things differently. We can't keep doing the same things and expect a different outcome. So this is something that I believe that you need to have. Another quality that goes mostly on the leadership level, right? Not always about the chief digital officer, but let's say once uh, you hold uh, a leadership role is to have a strong element of empathy. And by empathy, meaning that, you know, if you're not empathetic as a person, you cannot empathize even with the users, right? So definitely there's something missing. You can't always bridge the gap. So being empathetic, trying to see from the eyes of the customer, it is something that I think can help someone to grow towards this direction. Let's say towards a leadership role, right? Because leadership needs empathy, at least nowadays. In the past, I'm pretty sure it was different, but now I think it's you don't have any, any other option. And always to stay curious and stay relevant. It is important to be relevant because the digital space uh, the digital landscape, let's put it like this, is changing rapidly. So you need to be informed, you need to be alert, you need to be aware, and then you can always, you need to have an empathetic mind to embrace change and try to test. This is something that I'm also to introduce as a, from a change management perspective also to my teams, right? We shouldn't be afraid to fail uh, as soon as we fail fast and learn fast. And the only way to do that is to take small steps or steps of experimentation. If we see that something has results, it is meaningful to the customer, it has a good adoption rate, then we scale it. If not, then we backtrack and we stay with what we have. That's the only way, in my views at least, in the digital space, to create a strong digital offering focused with a very positive, a top-class uh, customer experience. Yeah. And these things take time, right? Again, you can do overnight, but uh, I think we are in the States right now that we're reaping the benefits of uh, all our efforts uh, over the last two years. Right. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that. And, and I just, um, so we, we've talked about some of the, the qualities and some of the skills, but I think equally important, the qualities uh, for leadership to be successful in, in change management and digital transformation. And but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on on what are the the challenging parts about the job of a, a chief digital officer? Are there are there things about the job that you find uh, challenging that are, are difficult to overcome? 
Yeah, like every job, right? You face a lot of challenges and there are moments, you know, that you need to take a step back, reevaluate your strategy, understand what works and what doesn't and uh, take the right uh, actions in order to fix that. I think the biggest challenge is in very offline organizations, you know, in order, the difficult part is to try to show the value. So if we do X, what would be the benefit? So the most challenging part is to reply to a basic question, what's in it for me? Even if I am a bank employee or whoever I am, what's in it for me? And this, I would say, is the biggest challenge. But the good news is that banks are changing. And to be fair, they cannot afford to stay the old traditional way. And uh, we are very, very lucky because we are a bank. We are the largest bank in, uh, in the country, in Malta, but we are a bank with a very agile uh, mindset. So we try to embrace this kind of philosophy in order to try and always show what's the end goal and what's the vibe. Obviously, there are challenges. And the biggest, one of the biggest challenges is like, you know, to start doing things differently. If you are set or you're programmed, let's say, to do things in a certain way for X amount of years, and now I'm asking you to take a different approach, you know, I need to train you to do that. I need to show you what's in it for you. Otherwise, you will not do it. And they don't really agree on forcing people. You know, I think that uh, usually this brings the opposite results. And uh, I'm really glad to see that this strategy, at least uh, within our organization, uh, has worked perfectly fine. And we do have metrics that they showcase that. Coming from the employee engagement rate, that's increasing, but also about the community that I just mentioned before, we have seen a massive amount of employees that they wanted uh, to be part of it. And we are utilizing this community in the sense that we're involving them. We are sending them constantly uh, user tests. We are inviting them on premise in order to test something that uh, we have built with the teams. So we make them part of the process. <laughs> so if I have to summarize, I would say make someone when you face challenges part of the change. That's in my view, the only way to try to show to people what's in need for them and they will understand the value. Yeah, and I said, a great advice. And Is that your question? It does indeed, yeah. So I think, you know, you mentioned there are certainly challenges, but if you can and if that, uh, demonstrate value, make it clear what's in it for, for me, uh, that's an important question, I think, to, to address in any change management process, for sure. And to get people to, to do things differently, then uh, I think your strategy was, was quite well laid out. It's, you know, engage them in the, in the change, let them be part of it and let them have the a role in, in realizing it. So that's a fantastic advice. So you've been a chief digital officer for a while now, but I'm wondering, are there things that you'd say, like, what do people misunderstand about the role of the chief digital officer? Are there some things that you, you come across and people are expecting it to be one thing, but it's, it's a bit different? Yeah, there is always a confusion, I think, um, with the <laughs> technology officer, digital with technology, they're always, yeah. you know, not always, but uh, most of the time confused. And I can understand that because, you know, with our colleagues from uh, IT, we are working very, very closely because they are helping us in order, you know, to execute our strategy. So they have a pivotal role that uh, they are playing in the implementation of our uh, digital transformation. Mostly, I think it's uh, confusion about, you know, that digital is about everything, right? So yeah. we have instances that sometimes, you know, that people confuse us with IT. But uh, I think the more we mature as an organization 
towards our journey to a digital, the digital transformation, I think that um, these things become uh, clear. And I don't know if it's too much internal kitchen, but if, if there are projects or initiatives that you're working on that you're excited about that you'd like to, to talk a bit about, are there a certain parts of the digital, because of, of course the digital transformation will include, as you mentioned, a number of projects uh, that are running in parallel and probably many more that have been delivered and on the roadmap, but are there key projects or initiatives that you're most excited about? Yeah. And yes, you maybe there are many. Yeah. Yes, there are many. And that brings him a smile to my face because I know that uh, all of these are, uh, will change the, the digital landscape in the market we are operating. As mentioned before, now we are full on uh, with our new website that will be launched end of the year. By Q1 2024, we're going to have uh, our new omnichannel offering, our new mobile app and the brand new banking. However, there are some projects that, unfortunately, I cannot openly discuss them, but uh, they are very, very exciting. And in a few weeks' time, we will be celebrating the Customer Experience Week. It's going to be the first year, and we have been the first bank uh, in the country to do something like that. And yeah. during this CX Week, we're going to show to our customers some of these exciting things that we are preparing on our end. They will be able to experience them um, physically. Oh, well, Even that, that's exciting. A uh, offering, but uh, still, I can't say more than that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's a great... But we are uh, connected on LinkedIn, so you can follow me. <laughs> I was just going to ask, is there a way for uh, people outside of the bank to join Customer Experience Week? And, and how, yeah, no, this maybe is we can... for our customers. Yes, this is for our customers. Basically, what we do, we bring our executive committee to the frontliners. So that means that me and my executive colleagues are in the branches, in customer service, serving uh, customers, replying to queries or answering phone calls in the customer service, trying to share the issues that uh, our customer space is from the horse's mouth. Let's let's put it. And um, we will invite our customers like we did last year in a very successful manner uh, to come to our offices and experience uh, the new offering we have for them. Right. So I guess uh, open call for anyone that's in Malta, uh, if you're oh, yeah, in Malta. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we will be going out soon with some communications about that. Even last year, we did it for the first time as a bank. And also, to my knowledge, it was the first time in the country as well that uh, such an initiative uh, has been uh, taking place. We have received a very, very positive feedback from our customers. And during that CX week, we ran uh, several pilots. And one of the pilots we ran was the extended hours. So in some of our branches, we have seen the need that people wanted to be serving the afternoons. And the reason might be that you, know, you might be working, you might want to have you know, some more time or more privacy to go to the bank. And we have piloted that, and now this has uh, become part of our operations in center branches. So this is something that came from our customers. Something else that uh, at least myself and the bank are giving a lot of consideration is to understand the root cause of certain issues that our customers are facing. In that regard, only from last year, we have done a query of 24,000 uh, questionnaires that we have sent to our employees to receive feedback for certain areas of the business, uh, meaning the customer satisfaction from NPS, but also from their experience with specific touch point that we have as, as a bank. And we always strive to improve ourselves and to make sure that we always give something more to our customers. Right. This doesn't mean, obviously, because, you know, we have to be realistic that everything is a green field, right? And uh, 
we know that there are areas that we need to invest more, but we are doing it yeah. and we are working towards that. Okay. Unfortunately, the, we're going to have to wrap it up pretty soon. But before we do, if people want to follow along with uh, your own research and work, or if they want to follow also the evolution of, of what's happening at BOV, uh, what's the best place for them to, to go? Yeah, I mean, obviously, they can reach out and connect directly with me on LinkedIn. I would enforce everyone to, in a few months' time, to visit our new website, uh, where it's going to be also the main channel of communication. But uh, another area that I'm looking after is obviously as digital, the social media. Uh, we are very active there. And especially over the last year, we have uh, boomed our performance on that regard. So we are also very active on our social media pages like Facebook, LinkedIn. So everyone can uh, stay tuned uh, by following me or social media pages uh, of Bio. Right. That's amazing. Well, it's been a really insightful conversation and, uh, and I've actually learned quite a lot. So thanks a lot for that. And thank keep in touch. And... I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So let's keep in touch and, and thanks again for joining. Yeah, you know what we need to do, uh, Matthew, a follow-up yeah. session, you know, after a year. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. We can see, you know, we can compare how was it that how it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a note and I'm going to add it into our, our tracking system for the for the podcast. At, uh, my end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, yeah. Well, super. Uh, thanks so much, Theodore. It's been, Thank uh, you so much. Thank been you a much. pleasure chatting with you. Thank and I uh, wish you all the success in, in the customer experience week that's coming up soon. And, Thank you so much. Uh, and keep you. an eye on us. I will definitely. Thanks a lot. Thank Take care. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chief Digital Heroes, brought to you by Settlement, the world's leading blockchain transformation platform. To learn more about Settlement or to access the latest episodes, visit settlement.com.